Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Hypothetical Podcast, everybody's favorite Woo! podcast. Favorite. How are we all doing? My favorite show, Rogan. Uh-huh. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy um, Easter. We're recording this um, a couple of days after Easter. Yes. Happy, happy Ramadan. <laughs> Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Today, joined by, as always, Bantame. Yes. Nationally funny. The Chris and only. I have many He's titles. Here. Many titles. And me, yeah. your host, Just Diesel. What episode are we on? Episode number seven. Episode number Yay. seven. Um, I was thinking, actually, before we start, most, like, podcasts, let's be realistic, most podcasts don't actually get past episode five, do they? Do they not? Really? Like, let, let me fact check that. that. Yeah, <laughs> check that. But, like, I'm talking about, like, ones that, like, smaller YouTubers set up. I've seen a lot of them where they've just stopped doing them. 90% of podcasts don't get past episode 3. Really? 1.8 yeah. million people quit. <laughs> so we're... And, wow. and, and the 90% that are left from that will quit after 20 episodes. So right Anyways. now we're in the top 10%. So that's yes. good. Yeah. And then the top... top the top... Oh, God, brain. Uh, 1%, one percent. top right? 1%. Yeah. It's um, crazy. Yeah. We'll only need to publish twenty-one episodes. So we have to get the twenty-one episodes to be the top one percent. Nice. Whoop, whoop. Okay. So you may be wondering, what's the topic of today's episode? You might not be wondering that actually, because you saw it on the title. I'm going to tell it to you anyways. How do you start a YouTube channel? How do you start a social media career? We're all varying levels of um success in history on social media, Aww. and I thought we'd um we'd share our experiences and talk. If we were to each start a YouTube channel from scratch, how would we do it? Who wants to start? Shall we talk about our own expert, like what we do? Oh fucking hell! Like our histories. Shall we? Yeah. Shall we? St- shall we talk about the history? Um, how many channels have we actually all owned, though? Good like, question. If you had to put a number to it. Oh god. Let me have a quick count. I I start I started a lot like when I was a kid, like teenagers, um, like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, whatever. I started a lot. I had like a lot of ideas and then just didn't do anything with them. Like I literally didn't make a video. Mm. Yeah. Because I just didn't know how to. So do we only count ones that are public, have public videos on them? No, 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 no. Any YouTube channel you've oh, made. Okay. Yeah, yeah, any. Seven. Probably about the same actually. Five or six. I can't count. I always remember my first YouTube channel um, and I made a, a video. It was, do you remember when Advanced Warfare came out? Um, oh, and I, I did a challenge saying if the video gets a million dislikes, I'll run around my garden in just my Family Guy underpants with uh, Modern Warfare, sorry, Advanced Warfare down my kecks. And how old were you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. So you're sort of volunteering yourself for some very sus material. And they were know. very loose boxes, by the way, and there was a slip and I didn't <laughs> even realize. Wait, you got a million likes? Fuck off. No, 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 no. Advanced Warfare got a million dislikes. Oh, so, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, did a co- I, I made a comment chain. If it gets a million dislikes, I'll do that challenge. Just as a joke. So that got like 20,000 likes, that comment. Jack Frags, the famous Jack Frags, commented and went, okay, you need to do this now because it hit a million uh, dislikes. Yeah. I did it. Nice. And I, yeah, and I'm not going to show you. <laughs> <laughs> that ended up doing quite well, and I had a slip on it, and everyone pointed it out. So you're a child, bro. I was like 14 or 15, right? And the worst part was my school found out about it. Like the kids at school, mm. they put it on their phones while they were in assembly, and someone put it on the projector. <laughs> <laughs> and I sat there, just what could you, what could you? Do? There's no if you laugh, whatever. If you start making a show of yourself, like it was the most embarrassing thing I've ever went oh through in my life. God, yeah. Chris. How old do you how old did you say you were? I was about fourteen or fifteen, I think. Like Chris has just dropped the most Chris has just dropped the biggest law bomb about his past. <laughs> I've never why heard this I, before. Why have I never heard this? I'll show you at the end of the podcast. Chris, I've known you for like I've known you for like three, four years now. I swear I brought it up at some point. No. No, okay. Um yeah, so you would have been seventeen or eighteen. No. Yeah. Advanced no. Warfare came out in twenty fourteen. I was I was, I was 16 in 2014, so you would have been... Oh, shit, you're yeah. right. I would have been. Okay, that's not too... <laughs> I, I was thinking you'd be like 12, 13, but no. Just very immature. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm young out of the group. I've been groomed by these guys. This is a cry for help. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. It's always the worst when 
people from your school find your channel because oh, yeah i had one when i was like year eight um or something like that when i was like stupid kid and i'd make these stupid mm. like 10 second videos of like i remember this one where for whatever reason i just decided record myself with a ping pong ball in my mouth with, like my puffy cheeks whatever and i just spit it out <laughs> of the camera don't know why i did that um idiot child um got made fun of of course as you would and then my old channel actually diesel stern which is now may he, may they rest in peace um which is now dormant and retired um my friends also found out about that when must have been year 10 so i was a bit older like 14 15 mm. um and that, that that wasn't good either that was when i used to make like terrible rocket league videos but yeah yeah my advice is if you're gonna do it tell no one um and also probably wait until you're out of secondary school mine so i started mine in 2014 it would have been 2015 like my first attempt to be like youtube famous um i'm never gonna say the name of the channel because i've lost access to it and can't delete the videos um, <laughs> but i did videos like long form rants about topics like you can't open a packet of scissors without a packet of scissors what's up with that hypothetically guys <laughs> That's clever. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, clever. And, I, I like and that. like, yeah, and uh, those different topics. And um, I used to talk with like an American accent. I used to be like, "Hello, guys, and welcome." And and <coughs> and yeah, that and people, like you. people in college found out, and they were like. taking the absolute piss out of me and i think after that i stopped uploading on it i gave up yeah. oh my god at least it was never that bad for me like my friends knew about it um and people that i wouldn't consider my friends knew about it but i i was never publicly shamed for it which is okay especially because i used to wear a dressing gown oh right yeah that was that was weird that's better than chris he wore his case yeah literally had family guy boxes on <laughs> so my second channel was like a group gaming one like a group of my friends and I. Yeah. I uploaded 90% of the videos and then my friend uploaded, uh, I think, two. Um, mm. And then because of that, I decided to go my own way with it and I created Bantamain. And I made a few weird videos before I sort of thought, all right, I watch a lot of like the Misfits. This is in like 2018 now. And then uh, I was like, okay, I can do, I can do funny moments. And I'll be honest with you, I couldn't do funny moments. <laughs> Not until this guy came along. I've rewatched all of those videos recently. So I do my yearly purge. I go through all of the videos on my channel and I cut out the jokes that did not age well. Uh, <laughs> such as the joke I made about Chernobyl and someone and like I say, oh, in Russia. And then someone goes, no, it's in Ukraine. I say, well, Ukraine is part of Russia. Aged like fucking milk. Anyway, <laughs> loads of um... stuff. And yeah, going through those old videos was pain. And then, of course, I made Banter, my second channel, um, that I haven't had time to edit a video for. And then I made uh, the ASMR channel that I don't bother on because I don't really care that much. And then, obviously, Hypothetical, which he I He doesn't care. No, I don't have the passion to make ASMR videos. But then in the future, I'm thinking of making another one, but that's not to talk about right yeah. now. That'll be like another year's time. What about you guys? Uh, well, actually, I want to talk about I, I've told you guys definitely in the past, but a lot of people always ask me where I got the name Diesel Stern when I had that name. Now, of you course, I'm just while, Diesel. To be fair, because you're on Instagram, remember? I'm sure you yeah. talked about on Instagram. Yeah. Well, yeah. So basically, what happened? I started the channel Diesel Stern on February 2017, and I was intending it to be a paired channel, me and my friend. We were both like, I think he was 13, I was 14, something like that. And it was going to be a joint Rocket League channel. Uh, we were on PS4. My username was LGamer2003. LGamer. <laughs> I I actually, the reason it was that, because I didn't know what username to make, so my dad just made one for me. Right. My friend's username was oh. Deez Nuts. So when we, when we made the channel, we combined our names to get Diesel. And then we were like, we need a, like a surname almost. So we went on Rocket League. I was looking through just random items, and I found... The stern wheel um so just a bit a basic wheel i thought you know that sounds cool and bang there it was wow that's right okay that's interesting yeah. lore. how did chris tell us about your lovely lad era 
Oh my god. The lovely lad. Oh, so that, that's close to 10 years old. The whole like Jesus saga. Christ. Yeah. And what's funny is, you know, the Winkies, like XLHC yeah, yeah. and all mm-hmm. that. So they have their origins, especially Dan, in the lovely lad lore, which is Ooh. crazy. It started on Skype and uh, was it TeamSpeak? Yeah. A, a, was it TeamSpeak? Or what was, I think yeah, I TeamSpeak. TeamSpeak. Yeah. So. Um, we actually started it, and what we'd, we'd, we'd do, uh, we'd go on Tinder when they had group chats. I don't, many people don't know this. <laughs> Wait, what? Group chats? On Tinder. Yeah, yeah. So you'd, you'd have about four or five lads, and you'd match with our four or five uh, girls. That sounds it, sus. Yeah, the carnage, the carnage that would come from that. So I don't know how it just, it just stuck like lovely lad. I don't know where it came from exactly, but we, st- and we had a Facebook chat, we had a Skype chat, <laughs> we had a team speak. And then we started making YouTube videos, and it turned into like an actual like lovely lads. And you had a lot of them, didn't you? A lot of people making YouTube videos. Uh, did we? I'm sure you had you had a few people at least in the lovely in the original lovely lads. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about the original. I only joined when you started modern siege stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was Gentil. Yeah, Vigil is easy or not. Yeah. So there's been like two or three iterations of the lovely lads. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was back from the Skype days. Then Dan went off, XLHD went off to make the Winkies, and they're like the upgraded version of the Lovely Lads. And then I went with Vigil as uh, Diesel. Diesel was in it for a bit, I guess. I guess you. Yeah, uh, actually, um, before you add me in, I'll tell, I'll tell after you've told your bit how I entered the fray. Because I, I, met, I met Chris, and then I met Banter through Chris. Um, but yeah, go on. Yeah. So it all got big on Instagram, because I came from Instagram, which is, I guess, the weirdest origin story, because you wouldn't think so. My YouTube never did well, never really took off, but mm. I took off on Instagram. I think at the peak, I was on like 80,000 followers on Instagram, but it was only Siege, and that was the problem, and Siege is shit, so, uh, and it yeah. died. So you couldn't yeah, really translate that. Yeah, yeah, jump in. Yeah, so um, this is the sort of Instagram storyline here is, so I started, um, I was playing Siege for a while, um, and I started a, a meme page on Instagram uh, in the start of 2019 for Siege. Because, you know, I thought, you know, easy, cool, get some followers, grow a community, make some friends. So I did that where I would post five times a day, which then went down to, I think, three times a day. Every, literally every day. I was still surprised I was this consistent for like three years straight. And, you know, you meet people, you grow together. I was actually at the time one of the faster growing pages and then mm. suddenly maybe a year after I started this guy um the lovely lad is coming out of nowhere because he's <laughs> making his own original memes you know I was making some but I was reposting a fair amount that was but, a very contentious so, issue back in the day original memes yeah, by the way yeah it was but because Chris was making it, all of his memes himself um he he was massively growing in popularity to the point where he was one of the, if not the fastest growing Instagram siege page. And then it was around August, October 2019, I think, when Chris messaged me, or well, we first made contact on Instagram. He invited me to this Discord server, the lovely lads. Um, I, you know, I meet people there, I make friends, and then um, we get to play a bit more as well. And then, and then starting in, I think it was February. 2020 was when we did this uh, siege death run video with Banta Main, who I Ooh. who I just been introduced to. Um, Diesel was very quiet back then. I like I think for the I had first a crap mic. many times I played with you, I literally didn't even know you were in the calls <laughs> over everyone yeah. else screaming. I literally couldn't hear you at all. And I don't know when we actually started talking. We did the siege death run video. Then yeah. we did a couple more like comedy yeah, night stuff. Oh, but it was always nights. yeah. I really. It, it was always that. that, yeah. It was always that. Me, Chris, and Banter were like the regular ones that would always be there for those sessions. Yes. Which I think is how we um sort of started talking. I think we had a group chat for it. Yeah, and I think we yeah. might have talked on there a bit more. But then I don't know how you and I did or how we started getting along because I honestly don't remember talking to you that much when we were all doing group stuff. Yeah. Um. You but... know what it might have been? It might have been the mods. Maybe. Maybe. Might have been, yeah. Yeah, then it started with the mods, I'm pretty sure. Where um Can once I just we point out the mods? Most people we we spoke to and like grown with have quit. Oh yeah. Like I'm we're one of we're some of the yeah, we're some of the last people left. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't think of any that we started with that are still making content. No. That we were actively friends <laughs> with. Obviously, I have played with people that are still making content. We're talking a lot about us. Should we talk more about YouTube? Yeah, so, well, that, that's that's what I, yeah. want, I wanted to give the preface of mm. our history before we get on to... Oh, well, Chris, you haven't talked about your history until now, what you're doing now. Well, I've talked about what I'm doing and that I'm going to start up a new channel, but pending. Diesel's set up a new channel, and he's doing ve- he's doing very well on that. Diesel, do you want to tell the reason why you started a new channel? This will help people. Uh, the reason why I started the new channel was because I wanted to not be tied to funny moments. I wanted to expand my content more. And because my old channel was so old that it was started in 2017... I always had this suspicion in the back of my head that it was holding me back. So mm-hmm. I wanted to start fresh and do challenge videos. That's that's my whole thing. Yeah. But yeah. I do genuinely believe that my subscriber base, obviously, as much as I like them, I do believe that they hold me back because a lot of them want to see Siege or they want to see COD. Not all of them want to see Valorant, which I'm currently doing. And therefore, I think it holds the videos back. They're still doing well, though, considering... Yeah, right, they're doing okay. I think it's just the fact that gaming's difficult to get into, and we'll get into that a bit later after Chris has told his thing. Mm. But genuinely, you YouTube as it is today, you've got to appeal to your subscribers. I'm not really appealing to my subscribers. Like it would be in theory, my videos would do better if I made a new channel and uploaded on there. However, because it's funny moments, I like putting it on my channel. I've already got the sub base. I've already got everything set up and i'm attached to it i don't mm. want to leave it unless i was doing something completely different anyway I'd, li- I'd like to point out that the algorithm will inevitably change again it probably will. so it, it might be subscriber heavy now right and it, it's pushing that but maybe one day it'll, it'll revert back who mm. knows like the dynamics always shifting so what, what so what's your channels chris so channels yeah so i have two main ones actually well three technically because I, I have a, i have sort of like a vlog and gardening one which is really i know people wouldn't believe that Niche. but i do very niche, yeah. Um, so with my main channel, the Kristen Only, or former the Kristen Only, it's now Bjorn Kristen. I did that. It, well, the thing is, I'm like Banter. I'm attached to my main channel. I know it's mine's more dead than yours by a long shot, but obviously that was logistical issues, and also it was Siege. So Siege is just I'm not interested. I don't think anyone here is interested in Siege anymore. Um, so I just want to treat that sort of like how I want to do it. the original YouTube idea would just make videos and have fun. Mm. And that's what I'm doing. And um, my last video, to be fair, was an animation. So that leads me on to my second channel, which is nationally funny. And that's purely animation based. And that's doing really well. Mm, really good. Um, yeah. Compared to like my actual subscriber accounts. So that I'm sort of on Luke's. So I've did a bit of both here. I went Luke's way making a new channel, but then still attached to my, my main old channel. And I feel like both of them are doing well in their own way. Um, so I'm satisfied with my creative potential. I'm making animations and I'm also making gaming videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've sort of got the best of both worlds right now. Um, yeah. So that, that's that's where I'm up to now anyway. Mm. So now that you know sort of where we came from and our qualifications on why we're actually giving this advice. 25 minutes I was talking about ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't How? know for that to be fair. It was a nice that's thought true. about it. That's yeah. true. How 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 would you guys start a new uh, talking to the viewers? You guys say you wanted to learn how to make a channel. How would you do it? Go on, speak up. I hear you. I, I'm in your ears right now. <laughs> yeah. Wherever you are right now, even if you're on a bus, tell us exactly. Tell tell everyone how you would do it. Um, if we just say random names. Like yeah. Gonna, yeah. Kyle. Uh, yeah. Noah. Um, <laughs> Hannah. What are you doing? Girls, yeah. do girls watch this? I think they do. I do think girls watch actually, podcasts? I think, I think we actually have quite a strong female uh, listening audience. Hell tell yeah. you what, if you're if you're female male, tell us in the comments. Tell us yeah. and tell us yeah. what you would do if you were to start a channel. It can be ironic, you know, whatever you want. Just tell us. Yeah. If you're female, hit banter up in the comments. If you're male, hit me up in the comments. <laughs> right. If you're a channel. Anyway. Hit me- <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyways, it's I think the thing it's it's a struggle here. So do you go niche or do you go really broad? See, I I'm a firm believer of the thing of make it and they will come. But what people don't realize is that no one cares about your small funny moments YouTube channel. Funny moments is the most oversaturated YouTube 
market almost. Um, if you want to start a channel, don't do funny moments because you're not going to grow in it because everyone and their dog is doing funny moments. Yep, it's oversaturated. You gotta do. You gotta find something that you enjoy. Find something that you can come up with new ideas that people haven't done before, and then find also what people want to see. For example, what I want to do is these funny challenge videos where I challenge myself to play games in really difficult ways, trying to beat Valorant without guns. Who have you seen that's ever done that before? Not as many people as you've seen do funny Valorant moments. You've got to find an interest, and then you've got to find what people aren't posting. I think also it's worth noting that gaming um, is also a difficult one, because I think the mistake I made is that I did a very specific niche game, um, and then when it came to switch off of that game, very difficult to do so. You've got to convince all your audience to watch a gameplay of a game that they might not like. So I think if you're doing gaming, you've got to go broad, as Diesel said. I think you've got to you've got to start off doing a lot of different games, but of the same sort of genre. If you're doing shooters, stick to shooters. If you're doing survival, stick to survival. Things like that. I think you've got to keep your audience interested but not keep it so it's the same thing. If you limit yourself to one game, you're only going to grow as much as the game is popular. Yeah. It's, it really is like that. When when Siege was at its most popular, uh, we were making modded content, which was extremely niche. Uh, modding Siege was impossible. And <laughs> we were making videos on it. And it was extremely, extremely popular because of that. And because we were the only ones doing it, we had 100% of the uh, people watching us. But when Siege started to fall off in popularity, and it was around that the end of the modding stuff, it started to fall off very hard, it, it, the views fell as well. The, the, if the community leaves the game, they leave YouTube. If the community leaves YouTube, they end up leaving the game. Um, it's a symbiotic relationship between people watching videos and playing games. YouTube attracts new people. And people playing the game go to YouTube. It's uh, mm. it's it's a big big service, especially streaming. Streaming is also, you know, advisable. In fact, I would say streaming games is probably better than making videos on them, unless you have, as Diesel said, a very specific thing you're doing. Mm. I would ask, what would be the most satisfying feeling? So, say if like a video did really well, so it got lots of views and likes. Or say you got tons of subscribers from it, all loads of comments, loads of feedback. Like, what would be the most satisfying thing from a YouTube video that you could get out of people? For me, it's interactions. Yeah, comments mean a lot more than likes and views. If I had a hundred percent of my audience watching that commented, it would mean so much to me more so than if they just liked it or if it or if it blew up but got no comments at all. You know, mm. it, it would mean so much more just to have people interacting with yeah. it and enjoying it. As a creator, if you make content and nobody says, oh, I, I liked this, I liked when you did that, you just don't know if someone liked it. Yeah, they've pressed like on the video, but you don't know what they've enjoyed. You don't know at what point they've enjoyed it, and you won't really know how to improve specific points. Sorry, yeah, no, I was going to say I completely concur with you there. I would much rather build a community that enjoys what I'm doing and feeds back about it rather than... You know, a video does well, and I'm only doing it for the views. Because if you only do YouTube for the views, when you don't get the views, where's the passion? Yes. Uh, we've seen that a few times from some people. Yeah, for <laughs> me. <laughs> um, but also, as an actual performance note, videos do better the more interactions they get. If you yeah. encourage your audience to interact, and uh, they do, they leave comments, they leave likes, the video gets boosted in the algorithm. Because it yeah. shows that people like it, and it shows that the, the algorithm then knows who to send it to. Mm. So interactions are very important as yeah. well. And the thing with comments as well, I, I understand, because I'm not one to comment on videos yeah, comment on everything. that much. And I, I, I kind of get why people don't comment. But yeah. if, if, we, if we all sort of grow this sort of culture of commenting and sharing, no one's going to mm. leave a hate comment back to you if you put something nice. It, like If you say... Exactly great job nice one no one's gonna look at that comment and reply and be like 
oh, what are you doing? You're such mm. an idiot. Why are you saying this? You're only going to um, meet like good vibes with more good vibes. The mask, so, the mask. you know, if you, if, sorry, uh, if you, if you're not one that normally comments, just think 30 seconds mm. out of your day to potentially make someone's whole day. The vast majority of content I watch, I'm very much a consumer more so than I am a creator. The, I watch a lot of YouTube a day, probably at least three or four hours of YouTube a day. Um, mm. The vast majority of them, I won't comment on. Because it's just my brain going, Oh, it needs stimulation! <laughs> and like, I'll put it on on the side. But if there's a video out there which genuinely impresses me, I'm like, alright, I've got to comment on that. That was good. The other day I got recommended a music video. For some reason at the moment, I'm getting recommended music videos with like 21 views or something. Like really, really yeah. small. Are you getting yeah. that as well? Yeah. Tw loads of new YouTubers I'm getting recommended. Yeah, yeah. yeah loads yeah. of small content. Anyway, I, I got like recommended that. it. And I was like, all right, most of these are trash, but I'll give this one a chance because it looked kind of flashy. And turns out it was a really good song. And I left a comment. I said, I am shocked. I see these like crap uh music videos by like really small artists most of the time but your one stands out it's good good work and probably made us day. You know, they they yeah they they gave it a little love heart gave it a like and i thought yeah i, probably, oh. I know i know that meant a lot to them so you know see that's quite reassuring that youtube's doing that actually yeah but, wish i would do it for me <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing, my issue with youtube it's two things right it's no longer passive so back in the day you could just, as a hobby almost, you could just upload a video and it does well. Today, you need a full-on marketing degree. You need mm -hmm. to network with all social media platforms just to get it viewed by like a yeah. thousand people. And also, I think TikTok's changed the whole dynamic. Like, I feel like you've got to put more subtitles in, more flashiness just to get people interacting. Like, you just pointed out the stimulation. Yeah. Because they're so used to just these short 15, 30 second video formats. I think it's actually ruined. Attention spans. <laughs> Yeah, Genuinely, yeah. I feel that. You know, like, there's, like, just... It's a, a funny clip from a TV show. And it's like, okay, here's Minecraft speedrunning to keep your monkey brain entertained. Yeah. It's, like, interesting. Um, It's why I think that Diesel's doing a very good thing, where he's making videos that are shorter than average. Mm -hmm. um, Because it keeps people's attention for longer. And I think it's something that I should do more. Um, yeah. Normally, I keep my videos to eight minutes or more because at eight minutes you get more um, adverts. Uh, you can put more adverts in your video, which means that the algorithm. Mr. Moneybags, Mr. Moneybags. No, it means that the algorithm likes <laughs> it more because it makes more money off it. So I normally do that. But at the moment, I'm very busy. I can't afford to be making those long videos because I, I, I just don't have the time for it. So currently I'm working on scaling back videos, just posting little ones more often because consistency is so important, on, especially on YouTube and on consistency all Consistency is key. I mm -hmm. know it's, it's, it's not new advice. It's, it's not new. It's true. It's true. Yeah. If you do a video a week, a video every two weeks, um, it's going to help you so much yeah. better than doing one that's a whole lot like longer, but is like, every month or every mm. two months so regarding youtube specifically youtube uh, at the moment as we mentioned the algorithm loves subscriber interaction to your video if your subscribers like it it gets recommended to other people a lot more so a key way of keeping it up is interactions and consistency making sure your fans don't lose interest and if they are losing interest you've got to know about that with more consistent videos at the moment because i study i I had to scale back. I used to do bi-monthly uploads when I when I when this was my job during lockdown. YouTube was my job. I'll get onto that later. Um, and I and I was uploading bi-monthly, and I could do that. Then I started uni and I had to scale it back a little bit. I had to do monthly. Now I don't even have the time to do that. I'm doing like, a, you know, month and a half uploads, and it's just not consistent, and it's reflecting in my performance. So it just it really reinforces that. If, if you if you can't put the time in adapt you know you've got to be able to be fluid you've got to be able to be like okay reduce it i don't know if it's going to work it might not work i don't know but you know you've got to be able to f be fluid on youtube you've got to respond to things as they happen jesus christ hang on sorry it, diesel just exploded um 
what the hell he can edit all this stuff out if it's too boring but um yeah no uh so yeah you gotta be able to adapt and you gotta be able to uh notice when things aren't doing well and how to improve them yeah i wanted to go back quickly to the thing we were talking about um with short form content Mm. you want to know what i think started that trend of you know people putting like subway surfers in the bottom half of the video to keep you entertained stealing funny moments i'm sure it was people doing like reddit reading videos and needing <laughs> something to put in the background and then just putting like minecraft parkour in the background yeah i'm like i'm convinced that's how it started i used to have a lot of audios from my videos stolen and put over minecraft things uh because it was more yeah, interesting for people to yeah. listen, people to watch and uh i think it probably started <laughs> off there as well a very big uh inspiration of mine a very good youtuber called martin cito pants he made he's famous for his just cause 3 speed running videos as well as his uh general sort of more nerdy content he plays really you know niche games like kerbal space program or like i think it's called like swedish car builder things that wouldn't normally get views but because of the way he edits it it's unique and that means his fans like his content no matter what he plays that he's got a unique style same as someone like soviet womble who arguably made subtitles a sort of genre like assimilated with funny moments his titles are nothing special his thumbnails are nothing special if a soviet womble started up today he would do he wouldn't go anywhere with his channel but he was unique in his editing style and that means that no matter what he puts out his fans will watch it and that is the same with all of the old sort of funny moments people that came out they did something unique same with the modding that we did it was unique it's all about uniqueness and martin cito pants made this point in one of his videos that i love he said just do what you enjoy doing if you keep doing that it's going to be so much better for you as long as you keep enjoying it Mm. and the second point he made which was more important if you are self-aware and intelligent enough and critical enough to know that you are putting out good content then it's not a case of if your videos blow up but when when you've got to be able to know if what you're making is a good video or a bad video would you argue that you should start on youtube though or would you start on tiktok Uh, i would say going on to that thing i think self-awareness is one of the most valuable skills that you learn because well firstly no one's first youtube channel is ever gonna blow up and be the one that they stick with if you learn that oh the quality and the polish of my old videos wasn't good i need to improve the polish improve the quality improve the audio quality improve higher resolution if you're going from 720 to Mm -hmm. 1080 get better timing with um audio and music in the background leave less dead space in terms of and i'm i'm talking as as an editor now leave less dead space um volume as well volume balancing is something that you won't really think about but is very important and then if you can compare yourself and think critically is this actually good or am i just seeing it through my own perspective because i made it good way of doing that is get a friend on discord yeah if you can look at it and actually see what's wrong with it then you know how to get better which is the most important thing as an editor. Can I also point out that the biggest videos often are the ones you think are dog shit, which is sort of an interesting uh, dynamic. But then they've got something else going on. They've either got an interesting topic or an interesting style of doing it or a good thumbnail or a good title. You know, there's more, there is more to a video than quality. That makes it good. You know, if you're doing something that is really interesting, but you have no experience with it, it's not going to be a good video, but it will still do well because it's something that, is good as a as a video itself Mm. in terms of editing things that i did wrong yeah audio balancing if you're editing a video put it on half volume uh and then edit to the half volume because then it fits for most devices make sure that everything sort of stay in the same uh uh, decibels yeah as diesel said dead space in your video if there's a moment of silence that's a moment where someone's going to click off um shall we talk a little bit about networking because none of us has Ugh. gotten to where we are without each other and other people yeah well that's the thing like the biggest success stories on youtube recently have been groups you look at ksi yeah. and like i don't even know what what are they called the side, side men or whatever yeah, yeah yeah they're like the biggest group on youtube and yeah. now they've like and collabed like, 
collab with Logan or whatever. Like the Dream SMP as well. Yeah. Very going banter. Did game theory or film theory do a video on this where they said there was like three stages of content? There was like unique early starters, then there was family friendly, then there was group content. And group mm. content worked along the way of if you all share an audience, you will mutually gain views just through secular viewership. Yeah. Someone will always be clicking to the next video, the next video, and it will rotate through. The more of you that make the videos, the more content there is available. So if you have a group to start with, it's great. Yeah. Really good. Like, mm. name some yeah. significant groups. Uh, as you said, Dream SMP, like, all that sort of thing. The yeah. uh, yeah. Well, look at the Winkies. Like, they're, talking... they're the ones we know. Yeah. The Winkies, yeah. Yeah, they they're doing do really well good because of the yeah. group aspect. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking Minecraft, you know, you've got, like, Dream SMP. You've got, yeah. like... SMP servers like Hermitcraft is another big one. Mm -hmm. One thing you'll learn with YouTube as well, um, in certain games, everyone knows everyone. So like with Siege, people like Tuxbird, Yummy, Meaty Marley, Big Boy Dom, they all knew each other. They all knew all the other people that are slightly smaller. Mm -hmm. um, and they probably all played with each other at different points. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's sort of how you network as well. Yeah, it's interesting how close you actually are to a YouTuber if you're making content in a similar category. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Focusing on the topic, how do you start networking? How Starting from square one. Honestly, I'm not how, very How do you start? Because I'm, I, I'm a, bit, a bit of a controversial figure, people don't really like to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Chris? Because I think, I think we're sort of probably more experienced with that because we did Instagram. I, yeah, I, I, I thought I was pretty good at networking. To be honest, I got all my, literally 90% of my success on YouTube was from networking. 100%. And, and I would argue that even in recent time, because I know YouTube likes external links. So they like views that come outside of YouTube, that come to YouTube, especially Reddit. And I'm trialing that right now. And it's sort of got my main channel active a bit again. Like I've Ooh. got, I actually got mm -hmm. subs off a video for the first time in like a year and a half. It's number one on my channel, funnily enough, right now. Yeah, network, it's it's... It's trial and error, though, especially mm. because that's yeah. also always ne changing. Networking, don't ever be afraid to hit someone up. Just because yeah, you think they it. might be bigger than you, just because you, like, doesn't matter. If you message them and they don't message back, whatever, they never were going to anyway, you know? Mm. And so just take a chance and, and message someone, you know? Ask ask a play. If you want to come on the podcast, just fucking ask. Bring a topic. Be a, be a pretty good, um, you know, bring, yeah, bring a topic. Be good to record with. And have you on here talking about a topic you know it's, don't be afraid to ask people i've played with people that i never thought i'd play with ever people like buys or toasted shoes or uh was it cob i think i played with or the godly new people that were like huge and whose content i actually watched were playing with me and i was like okay and how did this happen exactly and that is it you just gotta ask look a lot of people are gonna reject uh if you make content a lot of people have an ego and they like their ego to be stroked. And if you're not doing yeah. that, they're probably not going to talk to you. There are, for all the people I've messaged, probably about 10%, maybe 1% of them have replied. It could be because I'm controversial or it could just be because them themselves are not particularly a very nice person. You don't know. You only know what they want you to know by watching their videos. Mm. Them as a person could be a real dick. According to some people, like Frizzable spoke, because I mean, he spoke to a lot of big YouTubers. To be mm -hmm. honest, he did, didn't he? He did. And he would say that a lot of them, especially like Marley, would only have very small groups, very small yeah. social circles yeah. that he trusted enough to record with. Yeah, that's so. true. A lot of yes. people have their circle and they don't want to expand it. They're happy yeah. with who they have and they don't feel the need to. So that could be another factor. It's difficult to get in touch with someone, but once you do, just chat to them normally. Don't treat them like they're any different to you. All you need to do is just have a conversation with them. You know, if you if you don't have time to play with them, make tell them that and just say, look, I don't have time, but happy for a conversation, happy to message. Because, to be honest, the hardest thing I've had to do on YouTube was, like, try and make friends with people. Uh, I, you know, it's, it, it's nice to have people to talk to about uh, your content, and it the best part about the YouTube is socialising with people and making friends. And that's sort of the main thing for me. Yeah, it's just a shame when people aren't, they don't see, sort of see that the same way. So going back to networking, what I do think as well is really important nowadays is don't just grow on one platform. Grow on Instagram, grow on YouTube, grow on TikTok, and tie it all together. Have one brand that you put out there. And I mean, th this is what everyone does, but 
it's worth highlighting that very important to do because you're basically widening your net to capture your audience mm. and bring them in mm. and also like on the railway platform <laughs> literally just scream your name scream your youtube channel yeah. wear a sign that says subscribe to me do you know how i got my yes. first 300 subscribers how did you do Sitting that? in Discord day after day, asking people to subscribe and watch my videos. Oh no, 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 suffer, sub, bro, suffer, sub. Okay, here's here's another. Don't do suffer, sub, bro. Suffer, no, sub is the worst work. thing. Don't compromise your ideals. And listen, if you are, if you go out of your way to try and get subscribers who aren't interested in your content, you will have a big problem later on. Don't yeah. do that. Um, and won't convert into views. No, it won't. You'll, you'll have a big sub number and you'll still get, like, what? Zero, zero views, ten views? You could be on 500 subs and you'll got them from sub for sub. You're getting no views. I'm gonna depress everyone for a second and say, YouTube as a job sucks. So, when COVID hit, I was made redundant. And I spent a year, or sorry, it was actually nine months, uh, doing nothing. We were all locked inside. And that's when Modded Siege was coincidentally at its biggest. So YouTube became my job, not by any fault of my own, just because, well, what else could I do? But you know what? It fucking killed the passion. Really did. Because YouTube is, in essence, and this is the way I like to describe it, imagine you own a business making burgers in a little mobile van that you can park up at the side of a motorway, highway, and you sell your burgers to the cars that stop in the in the lane, right? So you're there and you have to make the same amount of burgers every day to meet your, you know, to, to supply the people who you're going to serve. You know, one day you might have, you know, the whole lane full of cars and you're making constant burgers to, to keep giving them out, keep selling them. And then the next day, you might not have anyone come in. It's completely out of your control, but you still have to make the same amount of burgers. That is the same as YouTube. You have to make the same amount of content constantly, but YouTube entirely dictates whether you're actually going to get views and make money. So as a job, it's so much stress. All the time you're thinking, will I even get views tomorrow? Will I even make any money tomorrow? How am I going to pay for anything? It's completely out of your control. Yeah, you can make good content. But it might not matter. YouTube might have a bad day where they go, oh, we're just not going to recommend your video. Purely by chance. Could be down to a hundred of your subs being at a party that day. And so they don't see it. And so it doesn't get recommended. And so you crash. Your video crashes. And, it, and it, you know, it's so much stress that it kills your passion. So what you've got to do if you want to make YouTube a career, you've got to do something that you genuinely enjoy. And you don't do it as your job you do it as a side thing that is the key i think to, to, to having it as your job you've got to be able it's got to be a hobby that you make money off of not a job for my situation at the time i was locked inside 24 hours a day <laughs> churning out videos i need to have them flop and it was completely out of my control <laughs> extremely demotivating and i know a lot of youtubers also have that problem where they get so demotivated so what it's got to be is a hobby don't place all your bets on it don't don't have it as your only income because it will suck that that's all mm. i've got to say on that it really does kill the passion see i don't i've got no idea whether this is a true or not whether this is actually just something i came up with but do you reckon that during um lockdown the sheer amount of volume that people like you banter were putting onto the platform probably hindered everyone else's performance equally if you know what i mean i would say no because a lot more people were watching content. That's true. That's and that's true. why Netflix is struggling at the moment, because so many people were bored, and then they all weren't subscribed, because they're not bored anymore. They've got stuff to do. However, oversaturation is a big problem. It's what can kill channels. Having too many people making the same kind of content. Among Us, for example. Some people did Among Us early on, got really popular. Yeah. And then when, when more people did it, it got less popular. I think also streaming is a bigger platform than it ever has been. I think if you could stream whatever you're doing and make videos off of the stream, that would be very beneficial. But um, me personally, I would like a different format of content for me to be good at. But because I've only done funny moments, I don't really know what else to do. Ever. Chris, how did you? How did you sort of 
get into and like set your heart on animating? Um, well, when I physically couldn't upload anything, which I won't get into, um, I was like, well, this is a bit bollocks. So I literally, just for the heck of it, I went, you know, cartoons. I, I used to love them as a kid. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I used to be obsessed with SpongeBob memes. So I figured, I, I tried it with Blender first. And uh, I like Blender. I got all right at it. But I preferred the creati- creativity of doing it myself. Like the whole rigmarole of the whole set of me drawing it. This guy, Tom P. Bates, he makes this series called uh, where he follows two characters, Marmalade the Magician and Nigel his dog. Or uh, other way around. He follows two characters, Marmalade the dog and Nigel the wizard. And I think it's so funny. His animations are amazing. Great, let's, let's see. Let's and they're see. so simple, but it's perfect. It's perfect for content because it's limitless creative value. If you look at that guy's animations, he's not even doing anything too complicated. He's drawn an image and he's animating the mouth. That's pretty much all he does for most of them. It, it's worse than that, man. Well, it's good. It's better than that. All he's doing, he's got it in a loop. So he's made a symbol on Adobe Animate or whatever, and he just copies and pastes it, as it and it loops itself. You can see oh. with the background mm. as well. It's two separate yeah. drawings and that's it. You don't need to have perfect quality stuff. Some of it is, some of the best content is stuff that's so heavily stylized that it looks good. For instance, that which I just showed, um, Ardman's and Ardman animations, Wallace and Gromit, Chicken Run—they're so st- they're only twenty-four FPS, but they're stylized in a way that makes them have this own charm. Do you remember Salad Fingers? Yeah, Salad yeah, Fingers yeah, yeah. is something that is so stylized that it was it iconic. I mean, mm-hmm. llamas in hats—it was just two still images of llamas, and some guy had just animated the mouths to move. And it was Literally. just the dialogue that made it uh, absolutely iconic. Like Charlie yeah. the Unicorn, same thing, same guy. You don't need to do something fancy to be to, to make good content. You just need to know it's good. You need to be critical and you've got to think, is this good or am I just overinflating it? Mm-hmm. I think it's something like only 1% of channels will make it past 1,000 subs. Yeah, it's something like only 1% of podcasts will make it past 20 <laughs> 21 episodes. But that's why we're recording every single day this week. One thing I've noticed sort of through my time is, uh, especially looking at reflecting on myself, remember that, that key self-analysis. In terms of stuff like audio quality, it's, audio quality is the main thing. Audio quality, video quality, you need to make that good like from the get-go. So there's no point spending like £10 on a mic, which you're then going to upgrade to like a £30 mic six months later, which you're then going to upgrade to like a £50 mic six months later, which you're then going to get a proper mic like two, three years later. Go big straight away because you need to build solid foundations of good quality and that will help you grow so much quicker than all these um, starting channels that have like terrible microphones no one's gonna watch your channel good point if if it's got terrible audio quality when there are so many other channels out there which are actually more pleasing on the ear to listen to if you know what i mean audio is important good mics are cheap now a snowball what's that 60 quid yeah i bought my um snowball two years ago maybe for 45 quid and it still sounds great I used a snowball for many years and it never failed me. I, I, I went to a Yeti because I bought it for ASMR <laughs> and, and I, I, th- I think the Yeti sound is better. It had the, the microphone is more versatile. There's different price ranges, but you want it to sound like not terrible. <laughs> to so. my knowledge, a Yeti, a, a snowball is still the best microphone for value. For the price. Yeah, yeah. I think under and 50 quid, it's still the I best one out is. there. I think it still is. My headset is... I think it was eighty pound Arctic uh, Steel Series Arctic X. Um, my webcam is like forty quid. You don't need a lot really to to start YouTube. Yeah. You don't even need if you're doing animation. You don't even need a drawing. Don't even pad. need anything though. <laughs> yeah. Chris does his animations with a mouse. And yeah. What was your biggest one? You got like a million views on TikTok or something? Oh, I got more than that. Yeah, five more million. That. Five, yeah. five million. That's more than I've ever had for 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 animations done with a mouse. You don't even need a drawing pad. Yeah, going back to what you were saying about the snowball, do you want to know what I did? Which is why I sort of brag that my snowball sounds best um, compared to other snowballs. I added an extra pop filter and also oh, yeah. a sock to condense it even further because mm. the, the the snowball is sort of renowned for being very sort of high sensitivity. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so you like you get it straight away out of the box. You have to turn down the gain. Sort of. I went into OBS as well and changed the uh, audio. Um, oh, what's the thing called? Equalizer. The equalizer. Sorry. Yeah, I went into the equalizer and I made it sound better. So just take that little bit of care into making your things sound good, look good, mm. sort of appeal. Yeah, and there are great free softwares out there. Uh, GIMP is a great free Photoshop tool, has all the same features, just a little bit different. There's tutorials for everything. Don't feel like you're lost because you don't know what to do. There's tutorials on, on YouTube for everything. If you want to be a tutorial channel, well, I don't even know where you'd start, but I guess there's a tutorial for being a tutorial channel. Uh, <laughs> uh, and if you wanted to do like 3D modeling, loads of tutorials, loads of free software. Some of the best ones are free. Blender, it's free. Yeah, it's genuinely, there is so much out there. You just got to have that that creative drive and the sensibility to know if you're making good content or not. The good attitude to have is every video you make, make your next one better. And obviously you don't have to be as like insane as that, but just little things over time, think nailing down the audio um, yeah. levels making sure you cut down on every bit of dead space or yeah. making sure the subtitles are all synced up as perfectly as they can be. Mm -hmm. It's trial and error. You learn. You learn as you go. Oh, also, big thing, internet footprint. Careful what you say. Genuinely careful what you say. Uh, I've made that mistake many, many times. I regularly purge my videos of things I say that I look back on now and I'm like, oh my god, that was horrific. Why did I think that was funny? Well, the problem is they keep changing the boundaries for that. So <laughs> you yeah, can't say anything. You don't know what's yeah. going to be offensive next year, but that's why it's conscious yeah. to keep that in mind. Yeah, make sure you follow the rules for 2025. I know they haven't made them yet, but make yeah. sure you follow them. And on that note, I think that's a very good place to end. Yeah. I've been your host, Just Diesel. I've been joined by Bantamane and Chris. Hello, Hello and goodbye. Bye. And, you know, make sure you check out all of our socials. Subscribe to all, our YouTube. Uh, cheeky sub. Yes. <laughs> Share our videos. Um, join the Discord if you want to talk to us. We we all use it. We're always there. Yep. Um, and if you want to come on the podcast, just got, come with a good suggestion and be uh, good at good good to record with. Really, that's all we really mm. want. And any any last last bits from you guys? Um, boobs in the thumbnail. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Smosh did it right. Smosh and on that bombshell, it's time to end. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.